We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Miami Heapy Post Game Show. I'm your host, John Carlo Navas. It has been a while since I've done one of these. With me today, got a full house, man. We got both mm-hmm. parts of the pregame in Miami Heapy pregame show. We got Kenny. We got Frankie. What is up, gentlemen? Man, I'm, we made some predictions that ended up being correct almost. We can get into those. As but usual. What's up? As yeah. usual. Except for the score. We both thought yeah. the Cavs would win. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with that. Did you guys have them breaking 100? No, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, we, we didn't talk about that. We talked more like in-game stuff and yeah. adjustments. Truly an upset. Uh, what a what a win for the Heat. And that, we were talking, you know, backstage. Most important win of the season. Like, best win, best win of the season. Frankie, you said certainly one of the most important. Yeah, I, I feel like this healthy team hasn't had a lot of great mm-hmm. wins against against healthy good teams. Uh, they've beat the Boston, road. yeah, especially on the road. And and they've been and Cavs are were twenty one and five entering this mm-hmm. game, so they've been a really good home team, a dominant um, per, defense. I mean, they they did their job defensively. The Cavs did, uh, but when when you can get this Miami Heat team to shoot forty five percent from three. Like, good things can happen. And it was still a slog offensively. It was such a slog. It was such a slog. Kenny, Kenny, would you would you kind of agree with Frankie or would you be more like, nah, yeah. this was the this is the biggest win of the season? Given I think it's the most important for sure. Um and I understand they lost the Hornets game. We don't have to rehash that. Um we understand I say always there's no guarantee it wins in the NBA shit happens. <laughs> But they have been on an upward trajectory. They have been climbing up the standings. And so to go ahead and beat a team that they have ahead of them, directly ahead of them, is pretty huge. I think now this may put them 1.5 games behind. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so that's it. I think so far this is the biggest game because they spent the first half of the season kind of treading water and trying – well, not even treading water, just trying to climb out of a hole. And December they started to get out of it, and I think now this was a big statement. 
Yo, shout out to chat. Kali, you subscribed with Prime. Utopian Revolt, gifting a tier one sub to the community. We love the support. It's a big win. It's a celebration. It's a... It's a it's an important win as as Frankie and Kenny have both said. Team kind mm -hmm. of moving up, you know. Obviously that that Hornets loss kind of hurts you because you'd be in fifth place right now. But regardless, this is this is big time for them. This is a team that they were they were out of the plan, you know, coming into November. They had started mm -hmm. off really really poor. Their health was in the toilet. They've gone their guys back. Not everybody has played well at the same time, but they've kind of stabilized. For the most part, they've beaten the teams that they're supposed to. And, guys, they have a win on the road at Boston. They beat Boston at home the other day. Uh, and I know that they were missing some guys, but that's still impressive. You know, they mm -hmm. just beat Cleveland on the road, healthy, a team that's ahead of you. You know, you get New York. They they've have some impressive wins in this stretch lately. Let's talk about the game against Cleveland today. Uh, Miami Heat, again, 100. Cleveland Cavaliers, 97. He finally toppled a good team on the road that was healthy. Uh, Frankie, let's talk about the, the first adjustment in that game, which I thought set the tone for the rest of it. Spo went three guards. And, yeah. I, and I think that was kind of the first thing that kind of unlocked their offense a little bit. Not that it was great, but certainly it, it flowed. Yeah, we talked about that in pregaming too, that uh, we figured there was going to be a lot of opportunities for that uh, with Cleveland struggling to fill that third spot um, in, in the perimeter. You know, they have Seti Ozman, they have Isaac Okoro, but they're, they're, those are guys that you're not afraid of them beating you on the boards, shooting over you. You're, you're not afraid of them taking advantage of a height. So you take the offense and, the, and you have guys like Oladipo and Kyle that can guard up a little bit. Gabe can guard up. So you have some advantages there. And it did definitely spruce up their offense, get, got them some driving lanes. Um, still not loving that uh, BAM in the bench lineup. It, it's not it's not doing a great job of using his talents. He's got the fourth most shots in that lineup with Gabe, Max, Depot, and Caleb. Like, it should be – he should be the focal point. But um, they, they still have a lot of things to grow on. And um, I thought Spo coached a hell of a game today. Kenny, where, where do you stand with the mm – -hmm. I want to get into more of the Spo stuff, but I, I, I agree with Frank, and I I kind of like that, you know, I think Caleb playing well today kind of allowed them to go that because mm -hmm. there are some days that Caleb is just not able to be on the court, and uh, so I thought that kind of allowed them. But the three guard, for sure, I, and I think kind of helped their shooting. Yeah, and I think to kind of like put more emphasis on Caleb, I think that was the difference. He looked healthy today. Um, he was back to his hustling self um, on the glass. He was, he, he was near a double-double at halftime, finished with, I believe, 18 and 10, 18 11. Yeah. Somewhere around there. First of the season yeah. for him. And so now it starts to look more like what I've been saying at the beginning of the season to where, yes, there is a size advantage, but there is a quickness and speed advantage. Um, he kind of just has a knack for the ball, so he's still able to make up for his lack of size in other ways. And I think tonight we kind of saw it. I, I liked how they used him defensively, and I thought at the end of that game you saw that he was guarding – Whoever the most deadly ball handler was, it was Mitchell at mm -hmm. one point, kind of late, and that's a guy you trust, yeah, especially Gabe with the with the five fouls. Um, and Jimmy kind of started off on some of the guards, and he kind of moved off of it. So, I I loved this game by Spo. I thought the the management of Gabe's fouls is going to probably go unnoticed, but you mm -hmm. saw Frankie how you know Gabe got got the quick foul. Kyle Lowry did not play an, another fourth quarter. I do think that's of note again. Uh, and Gabe picked up the fifth foul, and they brought Depot back in for a bit, and then they put Gabe out to like genuinely close the last like minute and change. And I I liked that, and I liked like hey, we need this guy, we need the shooter, the spacer, because obviously Oladipo 
kind of struggling shooting the ball this season. I thought that was kind of like a sneaky, great micro decision that he made. Yeah, Depot uh, did a great job slicing and dicing. He, he's been sneakily, he's been one of the best uh, playmakers over the stretch, even when he's struggling shooting. Uh, but, you know, definitely going for the offense with Gabe, who had a good shooting night tonight from three, three for six from three. Um, he, he, he fights defensively like you. He's more of a threat uh, off the ball uh, as a shooter. And then it, you're going to run those Jimmy I, ISOs and Jimmy pick and rolls to force him, trying to force a, a mismatch. You might as well get the off ball shooter. J, uh, Gabe's a little bit better of a screener, too. He's more willing. He picked up that uh, fa- offensive foul on Gay, on Evan Mobley. Uh, mm-hmm. tr- get, trying to, I mean, the defensive foul on uh, Mobley while he was setting that screen. Just little things like that. I, I love that decision there, too. Kenny. I thought, I thought the other big thing, and I, I, I think the other big, I, I don't even know if we should credit Spoke for this or, or Bam. I thought they did a good job of kind of getting screeners involved that Bam can pick on because Cleveland was switching a ton, and I thought mm-hmm. that kind of helped. He had a, I thought he had an off night. He was yeah. asked to do a lot against a team that is uniquely long, which makes the three guard thing a little more crazy. But I, I kind of like those decisions to get those guards, and that's not something we've seen a lot this season. And I thought yeah. that that was another kind of way that kind of those lineups where Jimmy would leave, and we're going to talk about Jimmy next, but Jimmy would kind of really kept them afloat early. And then I was really worried. I was like, oh, God, what's this going to look like when he sits? And I thought that decision to get those guards kind of in those screening actions for Bam was one of the ways that they were able to kind of maintain it. Yeah, and I think that was huge because um, Bam, I guess you can look at the box score and say he didn't have a great game. Look at look at stretches of the game and say he didn't play well. But a lot of that was the Cavs were just packing the paint and letting the length kind of get to him. And so that was a great adjustment by Spo to use those screens to get Bam involved. And again, he didn't look like usual Bam most of the game. Um, but just... He's your best player this year. And so I do like that now Spo is making these adjustments to get him involved. And I do think that regardless of what his field goal percentage or whatever we may look at says, I think it was effective and that was a huge reason they won. I like what I like what Fezbutter said in chat. He said a couple of great things. Matt's killing it. Um, machine gunning great takes. But says Jimmy and Bam <laughs> just being stars. Great win. And it's sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it's as simple as that. Like your two best players play like that. And especially Jimmy, man. I mean, that guy. You know, and he's the guy I want to talk about now. You know, he's he's in playoff mode in January, which we can debate whether that's good or not. But that man, I don't think there's a guy in the league right now, other than LeBron, that is scarier hunting a mismatch of a small guy. Now I know maybe Luca. I guess Luca and LeBron, because because like Giannis and Tatum, they don't do it a lot. Kawhi is not healthy enough. Jimmy's in that echelon of guy that he can fucking bully small dudes, Frankie. And I think today we saw a masterclass of that. Like, where's Garland? I'm going to put his ass in the blender. Oh, Evan Mobley's coming to help? I don't care. I can finish through contact, and I want the contact. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, asking this of Jimmy is is a problem. Uh, he's a superstar. <laughs> this is what you get. Like, this is what you pay for. This is job description. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't complain. You didn't complain when Dwayne Wade had to score 48 <laughs> to beat the Magic in February. It doesn't look yeah. so hard with Jimmy. You just kind of. It does. It does. There's no There's no easiness to his game. It's all grit. I loved uh, following uh, the the Cavs uh, Twitter. <laughs> uh, and, and they're just complaining about his grit 
like oh you need you need to run uh you need to start a run get some momentum just grit your way there that's that's the <laughs> motto yeah it, that's jimmy's game like and, and jimmy plays 60 percent of the time he better fucking show up superstar <laughs> yeah no i listen i'm 20 percent of that um uh, like don't save it all for the playoffs they they needed a big win today this is mm-hmm. if, if they get a back-to-back losses going into uh against the knicks like this road trip is is and you have the dangerous. bucks at the end and of the it, bucks who, yeah who are and, and an even bucks better, who are getting healthy yeah an even better home team than yeah, yeah and, and, and 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 to frankie's point too i don't think and again i've i've been the main person on the front lines kind of pointing out that the team that he'd have turned it around but i still don't think they're in a position where they can be so comfortable to where they're saying okay we're going to save this for the playoffs save that for playoffs they do kind of have to get a real good gauge on where they are and so on, in a game like tonight against a team that they probably will see in the playoffs you kind of you do need jimmy to kind of get empty the tank a little and it worked out for him, and I think they're probably gonna need a little more this season as well. And I won't have a problem with it then either. He's an all-star, yep, by the way. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm, but I'm this isn't with, a team. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, this isn't a team that can flip the switch. Mm-hmm. This is a, a habits team. Yeah. They, yeah. Gotta, they, they, gotta, need, they need to build habits. And last and, season, Frankie, that's what they did. Yeah. They Over time. Like, they, they mm-hmm. played so many different styles last year, but they built good habits throughout all those styles, and the consistent was defense. They've got more I, – I, I think one of the most encouraging parts of their defensive performance tonight – they didn't force a lot of turnovers. They did this mm-hmm. mucking it up. They they played against a, a bigger team. They didn't force they forced only 13 t- turnovers and they uh didn't get out on transition as much. They were physical a, a today, fight. Frankie. They were physical. But, yeah, they were physical and they were imposing. And they were, and this was a matchup I was worried about because of the front court, but also because of the back court. The back court, they had two guards who could both be the head of the snake. One of them was really quick. Did, Really mm-hmm. quick, so the uh, Garland makes great decisions with the ball, and they did a great job slowing them down. Hey, man, I want to give a shout out to Chat. Chat's popping today. I love when Chat's happy. Chat, Chat's happy. Uh, just Jared points out the Knicks are down uh, late into the fourth quarter against the Lakers. They're down five with about four forty-five left to go. So that's another one to keep an eye on, especially as you know the Heat look to create some separation from the plan, and I think nobody wants to be in the plan. And uh, so that that's a big one. But Schmidt the Smolnik in chat says Frankie looks like if Kramer and Rachel made off. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Uh, Craig Diller says Bam plus bench lineups need to get Bam the ball more. They look pretty good at times on D. I actually agree with that uh, immensely, which is why, and I want to talk about this in a second. I'm going to go through some more stuff, but I want to talk about kind of those lineup decisions. Um, yeah, chat saying Bucks don't scare them uh, and uh, and all that. So one thing I think is curious about tonight and, and really as a trend, um, they, they like to go – they like to go Oladipo and Gabe with Bam, and they like to keep Kyle with Jimmy. I would like to see that change a little bit because mm-hmm. I think – and, Kenny, I'll start with you because, you know, I know that you're the Tyler guy. I do think that Tyler started off really hot as a pick-and-roll ball handler early in the season. That mm-hmm. has kind of slowed down a bit, and I think originally the point of that was, okay, well, these guys have a good pick-and-roll synergy. Let's keep them together to keep building on that. I think – He's gone a little bit away from that, which is fine. But I think if he's going to go away from it, I think you're better served because Kyle has struggled. And I think you kind of want him going downhill with Bam and making those passing decisions and maybe let Hero be with Jimmy a little bit. Kind of curious as to what you think on that. Yeah, well, just generally speaking, um, because I'm, it may not seem like, but I like to get as much context as possible on certain things. And so when people started doing the little corny thing with a tweeting out Kyle's stats, at this whatever point of the game, I started to really pay attention to what's going on. And Kyle maybe went seven, eight, nine possessions in a row without touching the ball. And I think that's his fault, though. I, I think he needs to be more. No, involved. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm, I'm not saying it's anybody's fault and it was not, but I, I will say that there he has to be in, I don't know who has to do it, but he has to be involved in some way. And I do think that in a game like this where Bam did start off struggling, I think now is the time to take advantage of that because, like you said, Tyler, as a um, pick-and-roll ball handler, is kind of tapering off a little bit. I wouldn't say he's bad. He's but like going, me and Frankie he's going out, away from it. Yeah, he's going away from it. And, 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 but like, like me and Frankie said in, in, the, um, in the pregame, so it's, he's kind of – he's not looking at the whole floor in this. And so I think what happened is teams are kind of adjusting to that as well. And so I think you do want to kind of replace him in some of those actions and have Kyle's playmaking in, in his experience – kind of helping Bam out with that. And that's going to also help Kyle get back involved with this team. Because right now, and again, I don't know if it's on him, I don't know if it's on Spo or whoever it is, but he's just going long stretches without even touching the ball. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's on him. And I think there was a lot of times where he just passes up on open threes. It was a, a, a play where he got the ball at the top of the key, which is really, he's not a corner guy. He loves to, it was the kind of shot he likes, a step in three with momentum. That's what he likes yeah. to take and just didn't take it. I would think that was like in the second or third quarter. And I'm like, to me, that that's the most unacceptable thing because you need to be taking that or you're just really, that's truly you're not helping your offense at all because they just, yeah. they need people to be a threat and sometimes that's early that's early and quick threes and that's you know sometimes those are the best kinds of looks frankie did you have something to add i saw you kind of yeah um i i think the adjustment is pretty simple i think you take gabe out of that lineup uh with depot and bam and you add tyler tyler and and depot play well off of each other uh tyler and bam play well off each other we saw them in the fourth they started going to the tyler bam pick and roll and good things were happening like that's the formula and gabe guess who gabe plays really well with kyle you add a point of attack defender there. You let Gabe play, and, and Jim and Kyle make decisions on the ball, play off of each other, which they were great at all all of last season. Like that's the, those are the little tinkerings that it's just minor. It lets everybody kind of settle into more of a familiar role. When Depot plays with Tyler, Depot plays on the ball more, and he's more 
playmaking more. Yeah. Which I don't want Depot off ball shooting threes. I want Depot driving in the lane, kicking it, spraying it out, finding Bam on the roll, finding his shooters, and lets Tyler play off the ball, which he's best at. Tyler it just kind of fixes everything. Tyler had mm-hmm. this beautiful play today where they ran a double drag with uh, that Cleveland. So Cleveland switched the first screen, and Orlando Robinson was the second screen. And on on the Orlando Robinson screen, they kind of they you know they're in a drop, and I, I believe it's I believe it's Jared Allen, and he closes the space between him and Tyler real quick, and Orlando does a hard roll to the basket. Tyler rises up for the shot, but Jared Allen has long fucking arms, and he he closes out really really quick, and Tyler does this double clutch, pinpoint pass, gives it to Orlando in motion for an and one score, and I believe that's like late in the first quarter. That to me was like that wasn't there last season. That right. recognition, it's not like a you know, I I when I play when I like I play a lot of fighting games and a lot of times we talk about what's reactable or what's not reactable and what's a hard read and what's not a hard read. Right. So if, if I think something's a hard read, I'm doing I'm not I'm not really paying attention to what the opponent I'm like, okay, I'm recognizing a pattern and I'm gonna go for this option. A reaction is like what it is, you just do it on reaction. Tyler mm-hmm. is doing these things on reaction now, which I think is huge for a player of his development and how he could kind of change his mind. So I just wanted to highlight that that mm-hmm. action because I thought that was really good. Shout out to Friendly F- Phelan. I can't say that name. Uh, gifted a tier one sub in chat. <laughs> uh, we love Eli, that. I think. Uh, Craig Dillinger says, Frankie's right. They added Hero in and they scored their first points at the fourth when they were down. Um, I don't know why somebody said video G. Oh, they want a video of the play. Well, we don't have that. Listen, this is, uh, you know, it's, you know, we're, we're, the brass isn't here. You know, I don't want things to break. You know, we're having a, we're having a good time. Uh, uh, real quick, G, uh, from Cooper Moorhead. Uh, Cleveland points per possession versus the Heat in the half court versus man, 0.90 points per possession on 60 possessions overall versus zone, 0.64 points per possession on 22 possessions. Um, obviously the, the threes, uh, Cleveland struggle from threes, but the zone really brought it. And we haven't talked about the zone. I, I think the zone was a, a nice element that they threw out there and Cleveland kind of had some difficulties figuring it out. And I think when they go three guards, that has to be a, an element of your defense. That has mm-hmm. to be one of the pillars because, you know, you just can't survive, you know, against such a long team, especially which credit to, I don't know their rebounding numbers, uh, but it didn't feel like that was a problem today. And I think whenever it's not a problem when uh when you're playing a really big team that's outsizing you, I think that's a fucking win. Even if they get out rebounded, they had forty five. How many did Cleveland have? Cleveland only got five offensive rebounds. That's a yeah, big that, win. That's a fucking win. Yeah, they out rebounded Cleveland. Like they out rebounded a team when they played three guards. Um, He'd had more offensive rebounds. They've they've been sneaky better at that lately. Yeah. Yeah. They've been no, and, and Orlando's been a big uh addition there. And Yurt's going to certainly help when he gets back. But uh, look, look at Bam. Bam had four offensive rebounds by himself. He almost did it. And the a, biggest one of the game. And he the, had a few big ones at the end of the game. And listen, and when you have a star center, that's what you kind of – that's that's kind of an element that you need them to bring. That mm-hmm. you, need, you need your best player to be able to provide to you something that's off the script. And that's kind of what that is. And, and he saved them. I mean, he, yeah. he, he absolutely saved them. Uh, I'm gonna kind of check in on the Knicks real quick. By the way, his uh, it was feline. I, I read feline incorrectly. <laughs> and uh, shout out to me store uh, Fingors who said, "Did he just walk up slowly and down smash?" If you know, you know. Um, okay, yeah. So two point game. You know, Lakers and Knicks. You know, we'll kind of update you as that goes. Hopefully, you know that goes that goes Miami's way. 
Uh, oh, that is a national TV. I, th- I thought it was weird that LeBron at the Garden wasn't on TV, but yeah, it's a TNT game. Guys, some some kind of some kind of closing thoughts here, kind of about the game, and then more more big picture. Their defense, and Frankie, you touched on this earlier. Their defense without turnovers, and I believe it was Cooper Moorhead who wrote about this, and he said like without if you if you account if you take out the turnovers, their defense is actually like kind of mid. You know what's really propping up how good their defense is. Their defensive rating is like how how effective they are at turning the ball over in any possessions. And I thought, as you said tonight, kind of showed you that they have a little bit extra defensively to be able to kind of give you some lift on that end, even without the turnovers. Yeah, here's here's the quote from uh, Cooper Moorhead. If you take out defensive possessions ending in turnovers and focus only on shots and fouls, their defensive ranking drops all the way to 16th. 28th in half court man to man. If you do the same for the other top four defenses, uh, Milwaukee, Memphis, Cleveland, and Boston, they all stay in the top five. So it was kind of a little smoke and mirrors. And that's why this season has reminded me so much of the uh, post bubble season. Cause it, we, we talked about that, like against good teams, they were going to struggle. And this was really encouraging uh, because the, these were the kind of matchups that you were looking at. And like, is this team built for this against two guards who can penetrate, who can shoot, against a front uh, line that can really dominate on the boards. And they did, they did their job defensively. They did, they stayed uh, physical. You, know, you talk, you've been talking a lot about them, you know, not being felt defensively, yes. not being physical, you know, with the personal fouls, you know, they, they were doing a great job making Cleveland feel them. Um, you know, everybody was picking up fouls. Cleveland only had uh, only, you know, 50 points in the paint is, isn't bad. It's, but when you're this undersized compared to Cleveland, they did a great job tonight. Chats, uh, chats doing a great job updating. Apparently, uh, just Jared says Braun hit a big three. So 114 Lakers, 108 Knicks, a uh, minute and a half to go, about 141. <laughs> so let's look at chat. Look at chat. Look at teamwork makes the dream work, baby. That's big. Listen, LeBron hitting close threes for the Heat since 2010. Um <laughs> So that that's that's big time, Kenny. I you know uh, that kind of what, to kind of build off of what Frankie said about their defense, you know, and and I saw somebody. I want to credit them in chat because they they I thought they made a Cal Cali. You said their strength is forcing those turnovers. It's this team's identity. No point in taking that away. I absolutely agree, but I do think that you know when you start playing teams that take care of the ball more, which I gotta be honest, in the East, not too many of those that I fear. I think maybe if like. They play Phoenix in the finals or something. You know, that's a team where you have Chris Paul who doesn't turn the ball over. That might scare you a little bit. But I think we've seen them do it to Boston, Philadelphia especially. Um, you know, kind of those teams, Kyrie and and and, and the, the Nets too. So, uh, Kenny, I, I, I'm starting to believe in their defense a little more with this kind of turnover mm-hmm. formula. I don't know how you – I don't know how where you're at. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of – on both sides of it. I do think you can't really take it away because it kind of is their MO. Um, there is something to be said about it, about them like dropping to the middle um, with that being said. But at the same time, I think even with teams that don't turn the ball over, I think the Heat's aggressiveness in trying to get these teams to can still be enough of a disruptor to um, at least make the game ugly. And the Heat kind of live in ugly games, and we saw tonight they ended up winning because of it. And Cleveland and so, only had 13 turnovers, by the way. That That's not yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. So um, e- even if you don't successfully get the turnover, you're still kind of able to disrupt and annoy. <laughs> just kind of just throw the team off a little bit because they are – they may – 
be a little too careful with the ball. They may not get the shot they want to get because they're, they, they're, you put fear in them with that identity. So I do think it does help even when they don't turn the ball over necessarily. But I think a win like tonight where they did other things certainly gives a bright outlook on it. Utopian Revolt says turnovers are huge down the stretch, though, which they were. And it's why, like, I think throughout the flow of the game, you know, they can survive and they can really crank up the pressure kind of late, especially when refs kind of hold their whistle a little more traditionally. A um, couple notes on this before we get out of here and as we keep monitoring this Lakers-Knicks game. Um, I, I don't know what to make up, so I'm going to give you a couple guys and, and see what you think. Uh, so Max played only 13 minutes today. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that's going to be a trend we see going forward? I'll start with Frankie, then go to Kenny. Uh, I didn't even realize that. Um, I don't think so. Bench, was, bench like, showed up too, by the way. Everybody yeah. on the bench was plus. <laughs> Depot plus four, Orlando plus nine, Gabe plus 11, Max plus three. Yeah, I, I think uh, this kind of matchup uh, dictated that, and this, especially Caleb. Caleb's more has been more of a 25-minute game player lately, so I, I think you know Max, uh, he kind of ate at Max's minutes tonight. Uh, but Caleb looked good, and he deserved those minutes today. So, But uh, normally, I expect Max to be around the 24, 25-minute mark. Kenny? Yeah, I, I don't. I think that may have just been a matchup thing. Um, Kyle also didn't play the fourth. He hasn't played a few fourths. But I think it's just more so they wanted to have a heavy focus on defense, especially against those guards. And, and plus down the stretch, plus them kind of having the momentum. Um, and so Max, he, this, this won't be – this won't be – Typical. I think this is just more of a matchup thing tonight. So Bam played 37 minutes and Orlando played 10. And I kind of imagine in the playoffs, Frankie, that kind of looks like what that's going to, I think that's how it should look like. Maybe even Orlando playing eight, 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 seven to eight in the post. Yeah. You'd like to get Bam to the, uh, in the playoffs, he's going to play 38 to 42 in, in close games. That's, that's where you miss PJ. Much. Cause you had like a legit, yeah. Guy as backup, as funny as that sounds, as backup. I mean, you saw he <laughs> defended Jokic the other day. Like, there, yeah. his Shut ability, yeah, his ability as a backup five is. I mean, he played it in Houston and they look really good. So, um, so yeah, yeah I, I was just gonna say, I, I don't trust Orlando in that spot. I don't think he's the, a playoff player yet. He's a good player, he's shown flashes. The consistency, um, it isn't there yet. Uh, I would trust Yurt more. Uh, Utopian Revolt mentions that in the chat too. Um, but I, I still think they need an upgrade there. Uh, we've talked a lot about ideally they them getting a four that can also play some five, mm-hmm. uh, like in the Kelly Olenek mold, PJ Tucker, um, <laughs> PJ Tucker. Exactly. They're most success like that, but, um, you know, they, they need something, uh, uh an upgrade if they're going to be a contender. And, and, you told me your revolt spin OG and an and Kelly Olenek season. <laughs> no, but you know, what was interesting tonight. They didn't play on um, Haywood Hasmith at all. That's and a, maybe that's that was because Kelly was playing point. so well, but I'm I'm curious why we didn't see Hayward at all. Was he, he didn't uh, play last game either? Oh, he didn't. No. Yeah, no, he didn't. Play last game. But I, I I I've liked Highsmith and yeah. I've liked his minutes. And you're right, Kenny. I, I thought this against a bigger team, a longer team, you, you would think that he'd play more. Um, that that is I did not notice that. That is surprising. Um, I would have I probably would have bet if you had asked me that straight up that he would have seen a little bit of minutes. So Nick's ball tied up for AD had a turnover. Can't count on these Lakers for anything, huh? Can't count on them for to do shit. Can't. It's Jalen Brunson time. It's Jalen Brunson time, baby. I swear to God, if he's an all-star over Jimmy. I I just I think that so many yeah, guys. 34. 
He he's gone off this year. He's cooking. If he's Harden cooking right makes an All Star team and not Jimmy, I riot. It shouldn't be Harden because Harden should make it if we're going by like who's the best player. But Harden might not make it because of like minutes. Jimmy has way more minutes and games than, than Harden. So if Harden makes it, it clearly wasn't a minutes thing with Jimmy. It was like a because like Randall or or uh, or Brunson or these guys are just not more deserving than he is. At all, I don't. I don't. Jimmy's a fucking gamer, man. I don't. I don't know. How you could watch mm-hmm. that guy and not say he's one of the best twelve players in the league. Yeah. And and I think now, um, because a couple of weeks ago I was saying that he probably weren't good enough to have two All Stars, but I think now with the recent stretch they've been on, minus the Hornets game, obviously, I think it's not a crazy thing to say. I'm having one, Jimmy and Bam in there. I have one last question, and part of me, part of this is me filling time so that we can see the end of this Laker Nick game that has three point <laughs> nine seconds left. As chat updates me, and I check my phone. Um. Miami sits at 28 at a 29 and 23. Mm-hmm. And I'll start with Frankie, then go to Kenny. Do you think they can get to 50 wins? No, no way. No, I think, I think they could get, I think they could get pretty they, close. They would need to make a, a big move that like really boost them. Cause I don't expect, uh, Jimmy to, to play the rest of the way. I don't expect Tyler to play the rest of the way. Uh, and I, I'm super concerned of them running Bam into the ground. So they have 30 games left. Mm-hmm. So they would need, let me see. So they're 29. 21 and 9. They ha- they'd have to go 21 and 9. I don't think that's so un- – that's kind of what they're playing at right now. Yeah, but I, I will say um, they do rarely win 50 games for whatever reason. Um, I, I think I have them at like 47. They they will continue to play well, but I think one I don't think they I don't think they're going to be a play in team. So that, that last couple of games they might just have guys sitting, um, so they may lose a couple of those. And then just in general, there's there's going to come times uh, at least one more stretch. Maybe it's two three games where it does look a little rough. No. They've legitimately so, been playing at like a seven and three in their last ten pace for a month. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, they, they are they are like seventeen and eight. You would need that's like fifty four percent. They would need to win seventy percent of their games the rest of the way. They're not doing that. They're barely squeaking by. It's twenty one and nine seventy percent of their of yes. their game. That's that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, they're not doing that. Okay, they need. They would need. It would need to be LeBron James and OG Ananobi coming back in. <laughs> oh, let's go, man. Oh, what about OG and Kelly? I would. I'd like that. I think that would give them it's, enough juice. Not, that's not happening, and I don't think they're getting OG. There's just they don't. There's no way. That they have what it no takes. G would miss time in Miami as well. <laughs> if uh, by the way, if if Detroit's asking for two first round picks for fucking Bogdanovich, I don't even, I don't even want to imagine what the bidding's gonna look like for OG Ananobi, who by the way is also never healthy. That's like another thing that I don't think mm-hmm. people understand that that guy cannot stay on the court. Uh, he you know he fit right in. He fit, <laughs> he fit right in. Okay, Lakers lost the challenge. I mean, the Knicks are making this. The Knicks and the Lakers are making this hard. Um, overtime. Uh, at, at, at best, it goes to overtime for us. At worst, the Knicks win. So I think we're going to call it here. Mm-hmm. Appreciate everybody for copping through. We had a good time. Oh, chat had great energy today. Hey, shout out to chat because uh, they brought it today. It was a, a high energy show, probably because it was an earlier start time. People weren't sleepy. It's going to overtime. Uh, fuck the Knicks. I don't even like the Lakers, <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, we will see you tomorrow for, uh, for a Miami Heat Beat podcast. And uh, is tomorrow Wednesday? It is. Yeah, there will be a podcast tomorrow. And then Hangover Time.
Thursday against the New York Knicks. Be tuned for that. We have tons of fun stuff. Listen, it's February, and if you're a longtime Hangover Time listener, I think you know what that means. So stay tuned for that, <laughs> and I'll see you tomorrow for an episode of the pod. Peace. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.